बाउंड वेलकम बैक टू द बुक पीपल देर आर इंटरव्यू पीपल हुईव अराउंड बुक्स आई एम योर होस्ट ऐश्वर्या एंड टूडे वी आर गोइंग टू टॉक अबाउट लिटरेरी एजेंट्स those people who put their entire faith into your manuscript and they literally handhold you through the entire process from pitching to editors and getting you a book deal to seeing your contract and what kind of rights you have making sure that you have a good relationship with your editor and publisher throughout the process and once your book is out making sure that your book is getting marketed to the right audience so today i'm talking to meeta kapoor She's the founder and CEO of Siahi, one of the first literary agencies in India. And she has written her own book, she has edited an anthology. Right now she's the literary director of the JCB Prize. So she has done a lot of things in the literary and publishing world. And we talk about how she even realized that there was a need for literary agents in India in the first place and how she decides which authors to represent and what that relationship actually looks like in real life. So if you're a writer and you're trying to figure out what is it that literary agents even do and whether you need one this episode is jam packed with insights especially for you by the way if you like this podcast which i really hope you do and are thinking of starting your own podcast we also offer podcast production services so you can dm us or send us an email at connectedboundindia.com about the podcast that you are trying to create and we can help you create that dream podcast of yours And you can also DM me or reach out to me in any way because I am the head of this new podcast vertical, which I'm super excited about. Another really exciting thing that happened this week is that we got featured on the Hindu for an industry research document on the publishing industry, which is available for free on our website. So if you haven't downloaded that yet, you're definitely missing out. You can find the link for that in the description below. But right now, let's get back to Meeta. As she tells me some really really fun stories about how she hangs out with Devdutt Patnaik and this really sweet thing that Gulzar said to her. So let's tune in. Hi Meeta, welcome to the Book People. Hi. Thank you for having me. You know, literary agents have been around for quite a while in the West and I think they're relatively new in India and you started Siahi in April 2007, which was one of the first literary agencies in India, right? True. So what was you know your thought process behind doing that and you know did you see sort of a need for literary agents in the Indian publishing ecosystem Um yeah actually it was quite a uh, it was just a very serendipitous beginning because uh, I was freelancing as a journalist I got roped in to be one of the founders of the Jaipur Literature Festival I was writing also a lot meeting a lot of writers working on the festival uh there was this recognition and realization that a lot of good writing doesn't get noticed also the realization there's a lot of work that can be done in the field of translations also the realization that the wealth of our literature is in our languages so how do you get it across to more people the realization that there is a market for those big numbers within our country it's just that we haven't tapped enough of it and then it just got kind of into a boomerang uh, because it was just 
one of those winter afternoons where a publisher from UK was visiting and I took him out for lunch. And so I was just telling him and I was talking to him about everything. And he was asking me a lot of questions. So he looked at me and says, you know, the things that you're talking about is what a literary agent does. This is what you've been doing. Right. So I looked at him and I said, hmm, I've never thought of it that way. Um, it was around March when it just struck me that listen, why don't we, we open a literary agency in India? Why is it that it's, it's a culture that's only flourishing in the West, that a lot of people need help here? You know? So yeah. with all these things in mind, then I started talking to people in the industry. I spoke to uh, Namita Gokhale. I spoke to a couple of other colleagues. And they all kind of backed me. Tons of gratitude for the kind of support I got. And by then, even the publishers and all were very familiar. Uh, so it was a very good starting point. So we began Siahi with just two authors. Remain my two favorite authors still. And within a month, we had uh, done a two-book deal for one of them, sold a poetry book for the other one. Uh, this is in spite of the pe- fact that people kept telling me, don't take on a poet because poetry doesn't sell. So in the first year, I didn't even have enough authors that I could publish a catalog, frankly speaking. And um, there was no chance of going with that cachet to Frankfurt at that point. But still, mm-hmm. we kept bumbling along. We kept growing organically. Then I sat with another a friend of mine mm, from Bombay and we kept looking for names and can you believe it? One of the places I hate the most, we were sitting in a pizza hut in Jaipur and the name Siahi. <laughs> and, uh, and then it was like, okay, this is it. We've got our name. In a, in a month, we had a website going and we were off. But that's so interesting, right? Because I think it's one of those things of if you notice a gap or if you, you know, identify a problem and you're thinking about, oh, these are the things that this industry needs or these are the kind of books that need to be out there, then why not? fill that gap yourself right because you are you have the connections you have the know-how so why not i won't say most of having the know-how frankly speaking because Mm -hmm. i didn't have a background in publishing i did not know how to read contracts right yeah yeah. so this was all self-education and a lot of sweat and tears because when I used to see a contract, I used to start just crying and I was like, I don't want to deal with this. But yeah, but now it's like a breeze, you know. But again, a lot of people came forward and helped with the legalese, helped with understanding, conceptualizing. So yeah, it's always been a been teamwork. But actually, that's a great segue because my next question was going to be, you know, what exactly does a literary agent do? Especially, you know, what authors can't do for themselves. So, again, I'll break it down very simply. For us, it's it's a journey that begins with receiving a submission, uh, us giving feedback. If we like the book, we ask for the complete manuscript after reading the sample chapters. And we probably are the only agency that gives a detailed feedback mm-hmm. on the first three chapters also for every yes. submission. Oh, whether you're accepting or rejecting it. Absolutely. Because I think that's, that's our so basic, basic commitment and duty, which we have mm-hmm. been doing year after year after year. Uh, and... Um, 
if the author's keen and you know kind of, kind of wants to work with us and we see potential in the final manuscript that's when we sign you on with a proper siahi author's contract where i made it very author friendly and uh, then we go ahead and work on the pitch we we once we are really confident that yes the manuscript as is is at a level that i will see a 100% success and um, we go ahead pitch the book out you network you lies you talk to publishers about everything about but you know which whoever the editor is that you send the book mm-hmm. to um and do a follow ups and get the contract done get a good deal going then then obviously you work on the thing that your author has to have a good relationship with her editor uh that's very encouraged a good relationship with sales and marketing that's also encouraged by us a lot uh so we are working at every step right down to okay now the book is about to come out let's talk about marketing what kind of social media we also push out a lot of social media for our authors right. uh, um we also work in again if that book is translatable then we obviously push it out for indian language translations um we also work internationally so in europe and in the world english markets and each book has to be treated according to the genre it's written in or the writing is or what the content is and then you work on it so every book is a new new i won't i hate using words like a project but it's a new baby for yeah. us but not differently in terms of transparency not differently in terms of keeping the author looped in for every decision not differently from paying attention to each and every author that remains a commitment from our side uh so that work carries on right down to monitoring royalty statements sales statements renewing of contracts falana dhimkan also um uh, working on merchandising rights also working on um uh, visual audio visual adaptation rights so screen adaptation is something that we are really actively involved with yeah uh, so it just it just how it just a spin off you know once you sign a book on you see what the potential is and you spin off from there right it's a kind of your your with your authors through everything whether there's a wedding in their family whether there's somebody who's ill as like right now we are facing yeah. or whether they are just annoyed with their kids or whatever i'm there yeah i was actually going to ask you about audio uh, visual rights you know for example i interviewed megna pant and she was talking about how some authors uh, are now trying to retain their audio rights right because usually when you sign a contract the publisher gets audio rights for your book or the publisher gets screen rights but then it, you know as an agent like is that something that you try because if an author has their own audio rights or screen rights then they can pitch those rights directly right if it becomes an audio book if it becomes it gets adapted to the screen then they get more out of it right so is that something that you are seeing a lot of as well yeah we are working very actively in that field in fact some of our authors are also writing web series and features apart from their books so we are also trying to encourage that as well and in that case do you represent them still like for the as a writer of web series do you still become the agent representing them in those cases yeah absolutely it's very interesting because i think people think of literary agents only as book 
related right like someone who will represent you when it comes to books but nothing else whereas no, now stories has become so broad yeah no we are separating even now we are trying to separate audio rights as mm. well and in fact we are also working in the field of podcasts oh we are just so getting interesting it. we are getting into that as well separately so podcasts have been um i won't say really exploding in the west but they've been there for a while yeah and not exploding in the sense of, the, of some of the podcasts are making a lot of money but some of them are still finding their feet in india obviously podcasts have been around and uh, are just about to take off so uh, we we are just kind of about to get into a contract for one of my authors with a podcast company which but yes that's something that we are actively exploring because you know it's it's how we are morphing into a very different world and uh, it's the same it's the same complaint for everyone no screen time has increased screen time has increased it's yeah. not good for the eyes so people are listening yeah so audio books are also getting sold more yeah no this is something that we have noticed as well which is why the moment you said podcast i immediately perked up because i was like yes <laughs> because we are also sort of working a lot towards podcast and i am as well because like i'm sort of the new podcast person so i got very interested and it's you know actually really fascinating because i agree with you like we're also seeing this trend of you know earlier i think those definitions of like a book versus a film versus another form of content were very like uh rigid and now we're sort of getting into the space of we're seeing how any story or any form of content can be done in so many different forms you know and why not do them in multiple forms and stick to like i am a writer i write books versus i am a screenwriter i write screenplays like so many authors are on wattpad they're getting their work yeah. published there and they're doing great so why not on okay. other platforms like that so yeah. why not you know and it's it's okay to explore different medium and uh, i think storytelling um, we are an oral civilization ourselves so you see the linkage like i i'd love to see my mother sitting across of me right now and telling me how she escaped from uh, manila when the japs attacked during the second world war all over again because that's what i heard growing up but i also want to know you know how many submissions do you receive from writers in a week or in a month and how do you decide uh What is? Figures. You should have asked me to do my homework. I haven't. I, I'm <laughs> ballpark. So bad, I'm so bad with numbers, but we get. Uh, in fact, our submissions have kind of gone up about eight to ten times since last year. Oh, because people are sitting at home and writing comes as a relief, as a refuge. Yeah. as as a channel of uh, using your energies uh, also it's why not experiment so there's lots of people out there who are writing and more power to them uh, so yes our submissions have gone up and i do do have a window on ci's website that says that your fiction can come in only between the 10th and 15th of every month my god and 10th and 15th of every month is like my fingers are flying <laughs> on my keyboard because uh, i have a rule at siahi that every email has to be answered within 24 hours so yeah and i'm like i have hectic days 
they are, they are hectic because you know you just want to assure those people who are submitting they're anxious it's their creativity yeah. dealing with you have to respect that uh, like my kids tease me you know mom your routine hasn't changed pandemic or no pandemic you still walk from your room to your office every day and then work like i said yeah well i am blessed and i'm so grateful that you know there's the same routine continues except that my team is working from home which is the most difficult part so but you know i want to ask you about numbers but when you do receive submission sort of what is you know the process like um who reads the submission first how do you make a decision about uh, whether to represent this author or not like how do you recognize whether a manuscript or a pitch has potential uh okay i would really love it if people wrote proper cover notes because that is like you know if somebody writes a proper cover note and it just arrests me straight away not decrying the value of the attachment that they have sent me of their sample chapter so we ask for a synopsis and three sample chapters and a brief profile of the author so that's how yeah. i read uh and uh, i do have a team of readers very active and uh, uh we read we are about two or three people reading uh each submission at the same time so that you know we kind of get together and discuss it talk about it figure out the feedback so that every book every three uh, every ch- sample chapter submission gets enough attention from us and then also i ha- i recognize the strength of every person in my team so i know somebody who works better with non fiction vis-a-vis this other girl who will read uh, fantasy better vis-a-vis another person who will read business or um self help books better so yeah. that's how then it's further bifurcated um yeah but we do take 12 to 14 weeks to come back because if every every submission has to be read then we need time and you can't just hop from one one sample chapter to another because you need you need to also have the admin part taken care of it's the same team cloning themselves for everything right it's not that i have um a large corporation kind of thing where things are very fancy and get divided into different departments etc we are all yeah. doing things small thing yeah so yeah but it's fun it's fun and uh, one thing to look forward to is our team video calls every second day yeah no definitely because we are also a small team so i feel like those video calls are such an important part now of remote working because you just need to see people's faces you know like even the people you work with there's just something very energizing about that yeah 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 but how do you take the final call you know like how do you know okay this manuscript or this you know book proposal is good enough that okay we're going to uh, represent this author i'm going to start with a very cliched uh, phrase that i really do have to love the writing it has to really excite you uh yeah. you can imagine the book on the shelf of a bookstore uh you can see it growing into something like that but you also have to keep in mind what publishers are looking for what the trends are what the market factors are what what's playing out outside it's just not a single i love the writing decision yeah. unfortunately much as in the ideal world you'd like it to be like that but it is so you look at it from all angles 
सो देर आर टाइम्स एन आप एक्चुअली लेट गो ऑफ फैंटेस्टिक बुक्स बट बिकॉज आई नो कि अभी ये वाला नहीं चलेगा नहीं उठेगा सो हाउ एज अ रिस्पॉन्सिबल एजेंट आई हैव नो बिजनेस टू कमिट माई सेल्फ टू एन ऑथर दैट येस 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 आई लव योर राइटिंग आई विल आई विल गेट यू अर पब्लिशिंग हाउस एंड आई डोंट लैंड अप डूइंग दैट सो दैट इज समथिंग दैट डजेंट सिट ईजी विद मी एट ऑल सो इट वेरी मैटर ऑफ एक्ट डिसीशन एट द एंड ऑफ द डे you know like when the pandemic began last year mm. there were there were these few i think four or five authors that i really loved the writing of or for and their books and i gave them a lot of feedback they came back and everything and when they came back with their reworked manuscripts we all sat and discussed it within the team and said okay this is how we roll we'll tell them to come back at the end of the year hoping that this would have blown over this was yeah. in like march april beginning you know we were still like living in that hope yeah and in december when they wrote and i said you know buddy hang in there still not a good time just just kind of hold on so that's the heartbreaking part you know is there sort of a deadline not imposed by the world but you know self imposed where you say that okay if i uh, sign a contract with this author or if i choose to represent this author i need to uh, get their, like pitch their book and get their book uh, commissioned by publishing house immediately so we do uh, roll out our pitches very very promptly um but we also take into account how many books of ours are out technically mm. with publishers yeah and if it's a similar genre especially we'll hold on to the newer book and say okay and we tell the author very transparently that you know what right now i'm going to do this maybe by next month or in the next two weeks or something so we keep them informed right and uh, we but we we work very very promptly i don't like hanging in there because you know the whole uh, speed with which publishers read and they'll come back and then the contract happens usme kuch mahine nikal jate hain so like right now i know we pitched out things by mid march and then the numbers rose and the lockdown happened yeah so i've kind of told those authors that you know it's been pitched but i really need more time because everyone's working from home everybody's looking after their own families it's not a good time to be insensitive enough to remind them bhaiya meri kitab padhi kya yeah abhi i'm not i'm not doing that and they're all being very understanding about it the thing is because i've communicated this to them that i need to give people time yeah So, I think that transparency really helps right because you're sort of keeping them in the loop throughout so it's not that they're not hearing anything for a few months and then they're like what is happening Yeah so I try and get back to them very quickly or sometimes even they're anxious enough and they get they come and question me before I can get back to them <laughs> Yeah uh, you know so that's fine absolutely fine but I use that uh with my team and I tell them you know this shouldn't have happened I have so many questions by the way about like how literary agencies function because there was genuinely something that i was considering doing <laughs> as a career and like i really want to know you know when you so if you represent an author right and you sign a contract with them that is that contract only for that book so are you only committing to representing them for a book or is it that in the future if they write more books you know you will by default represent them okay so we work very flexibly it depends on what the author wants hmm. so if the author wants that you know we'll just do one overarching contract 
I'm fine with that. If they say no, we want to do it only for this book, I'm fine with that too. Uh, or if there's an author who has multiple books and he, she, or he says that, okay, just keep adding all my books to this one document only as multiple yeah. contracts. We do that mostly because that's the most convenient mm-hmm. because it reduces uh, logistical work for both on both sides, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but we roll the way because I think every person is different. Every person's sensibilities are different. So it's fine. You've got to respect that and you work accordingly. So uh, say, you know, you have a particular book and then you have to approach publishers. So do you sort of then think about, ki, okay, which publishers does this book work best for? Like, Obviously. you know, a book. Yeah, yeah. You and have then to- you only pitch to those specific people, like people, publishers, yeah. but also like specific editors saying, hey, yeah. you might like this specific yeah. book. Absolutely. Rather than generally sending no, no. You have to know which editors looking at what genre, what is their beat, what is it that they are, uh, you know, they are focused on professionally. Uh, and every editor has their own list that they have to build up. So you reach out to a specific editor in a specific publishing house. So it's always an appropriate list based on the book. I just find <laughs> agenting very fascinating and in that way, do you also feel like it's a little bit like commissioning? Because, you know, you are doing the part of it where you're finding new talent and, you know, you're discovering new talent and you're saying that, oh, you know what, these stories will work really well. And then you are also doing that next step where you're um, finding sort of the right editor or the right publisher for it. But you do realize that we also work with publishers like that. Like I know all the publishers know that if they have a book idea, they know they can come to Syahi and say, okay, can we find someone? Right. And we've actually worked on books like that, where we've started from scratch, not just with the sample chapters being submitted to us. So we work all both ways. Uh, similarly, even for screen adaptation, there are times when people have approached us that, hey, we have this. Can you find us somebody who will write right. this kind of so then you work from scratch where you find a writer who can write that story. Yeah, yeah. So and develop and work on the development, whether it's for a book or for a screen or for anything else. Right. Yeah. So and what we, is it? Per yeah. se, so we also represent a lot of international writers and sell their books back into the Indian subcontinent. So we mm. do that. We've also like uh, work in the Asian market specifically for certain, like the Enola Home series. Yeah. I represent them for the South Asian market. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so that work is on. So it's it's a lot of permutations, combinations, which can take off. You just have to kind of open up. Yeah, it's not one single thing. It's sort of like seeing what opportunities come up and how you can fit yourself in there. It's very interesting. Uh, but so if, you know, since you're doing all of these different things and you're doing sort of reading the submissions, you're pitching, you're doing rights, contracts, all of it. What does a day in your life look like? You know, a work day. Oh God, I'm going to bore people to sleep right now. I think <laughs> um, my day is uh, you get up, you exercise. Mm. Go down, say hi to the family for like a couple of minutes. Come right at your laptop. Start with my breakfast is on my laptop. 
and when i'm in my world i do not step out of my office till evening um yeah so all the meetings all the phone calls etc etc it's just so it's like monday to saturday it's the same routine and uh, around let's say post lunches when i kind of you know all the activity starts petering off and i get into my reading mode so it's quieter everything's been like if i hadn't been speaking to you right now i would have been completely inside some manuscript inside some other world <laughs> yeah yeah but you know i also realized that you work from jaipur right so you're not based in delhi which in itself is so surprising and refreshing and different from because i feel like everything to do with publishing is all in delhi right but delhi is just like an arm away right so yeah. i went in before 2020 it was like you are on a on your way to delhi or almost two or three times a month yeah okay that's true so i was interning at simon and schuster canada and there you know as a editorial intern you sort of get all these submissions from i mean editors get submissions from literary agents right where they would specifically say hey you will love this book for xyz reasons and then i would sort of get to read those uh, submissions and give my opinion on oh will this work will this not work, work with the editor but yeah, at least over there a big part of being an editor or being an agent was also having these like lunches with authors <laughs> on company time because it's sort of just interaction right but it's sort of building that relationship yeah, yeah. meet your authors definitely for a lunch or maybe a quick coffee or a drink or whatever i mean that's oh i should have mentioned that yeah that's like kind of regular stuff yeah it's fun yeah I remember when I was writing my first book I remember I used to irritate my editor so much <laughs> saying what no generally even at late at night after dinner also if some phrase came to my mind or some heading of a chapter came to my mind or something else so I text her those things and she texts back damn sweet that way mm-hmm. but uh, yeah I also realized I wrote best when I was a little tipsy so <laughs> I used to be at my fertile best, and we still laugh about it. You know, I've tried it, but it doesn't work for me as a writer because I have heard writers say this. But you know, that's very interesting because I wanted to ask about your experience as a writer. What has that been like? You know, with publishing, with everything, the entire process as a writer. What has your experience been like? And you know, how is how does that sort of um, inform how you are as a literary agent? or does it in any way influence oh it does it does you know what it really makes you uh, patient and disciplined and accepting of both sides of the process so you understand the writer's psyche mm. and create a process and you also understand the limitations of a publisher so as an agent it's actually helped me walk that balanced line really well and but the flip side is that i have let go of the discipline of getting into writing mode after my second book i haven't um, gone back to it yeah but i plan to very soon that's great it's good to hear 
and it also requires focus now which i think right now is a little difficult at least for me i'm finding it difficult to focus when i'm not thinking about other things but i'm able to concentrate on something enough to <laughs> write it you know because as a writer I i'm drinking it- again i'm going to be able to write again <laughs> that's that's the technique if it works it works yeah whatever works for you as a writer right i mean everyone has their own rituals <laughs> i also find it best to like i have the most focus or creativity or whatever you want to call it like super late at night or super early in the morning when everything is really quiet and you know no one can disturb you everyone is asleep so that is sort of what you know my ritual is when it comes to writing mm-hmm. but you know uh, talking about literary agenting i think one question that i have and i feel like everyone has is just like how do literary agents make money you know because yeah. we talk about authors don't make money publishers don't make money there's no money in publishing how do literary agents make money there's money in publishing outside of india hmm 100% Fair. uh in india no we don't make money so sahi uh, again serendipitously is a non profit we work as a trust but when they work with specific authors how do literary agents make money because i know that they get sort of a percentage of you get a percentage of the commission of the advance and the royalties and that's how you yeah that's how you survive so if you're lucky that your author earns royalties and the advances earned out very quickly yeah that's when it's good so the royalty percentages also come in and that's how you survive right so you know what advice would you give to someone who say wants to become a literary agent or you know someone who is sort of looking at what they want to do around publishing and is considering sort of working at just become a freaking distributor we just need <laughs> to sort out our distribution in this country so much because we have the numbers we just need uh more infrastructure uh for the existing distribution system i don't want to take away right. whoever the distributors are their business i'm just saying we just need somebody pumping in a lot more money into distribution so if there are venture capitalists out there or there are investors out there who are looking to spend the monies they have this is an appeal just put it into distribution for heaven's sake get our books into every nook and corner of this country and we will swim the tide that's where i really would want people i'm not saying pay agents more i'm not saying publishers should pay more i'm just saying get our books visible yeah you know no one has mentioned this till now i think when we think of publishing we just never think about the distribution aspect of it but that's so true because that is one of the most integral parts of it you get books so distributors are dealing with their own challenges so you see that side also you know ek retailer hai ek distributor hai ek bookstore hai ek dusre ke agar bills nahi pay kar payenge to kaam kaise chalega yaar how will the reorders come in how will the payments get done how will the supply chain move forward yeah you know that really needs to be cracked and that's why it's not that we don't have the there are people here who can crack it 
you know there was a time when i was very very passionate about this and i used to keep telling my husband listen this is something that just is so painful and you know and it's just that it requires so much investment so yeah I'll, somebody listens to this should wake up and do something. i i hope so i think this will be the call call to action yeah and you know we all talk about i mean oh our book still relevant are people still reading but i think if like the distribution system itself is something that needs work then that question becomes so moot because if even if people are interested in reading if they're just not getting access to books then like what can anyone do about it like what is the point of sitting and having these conversations about it amazon was delivering books everywhere across the world but in india they were it they weren't under essential services because we are a third world country because we are strapped for cash Yeah. and right now when people are struggling to even get food a regular middle class family or a lower middle class family is not going to spend 300 books on a book yeah that's not happening right now yeah so that's where we are at and books are always i mean even when i was growing up books were always considered a luxury right not essential at a government or civic level but also at a like family unit level where it's sort of like what is important studies work you know and then books are something that are for fun that are entertainment and so you buy books if you sort of have the luxury to have the money to have done your homework as a child and then you go and read books right and that's the general mindset luckily i didn't have a childhood lock like that i was just surrounded by books so that's great Yeah, I can see the books behind you. Stacked up. The uh, cookery section. My other books are oh. right in front of me, and they're all on the wall that side. This is just my food books. They just keeps piling up. <laughs> like the aspiration is to have one of those like huge libraries that extend throughout the room, right? Like that Beauty and the Beast scene where it's just like floor to ceiling bookshelves filled with books, right? I have a basement full of books right now. Right. Wow, that's so jealous right now. A question I have for you is: so, what is your favorite part of literary agenting? You know, what excites you the most, or you enjoy doing the most? You know, I still look forward to opening every submission. Still, I'm still thirsty. I'm still very greedy. So, the tenth to fifteenth, I may sound exasperated. but i actually look forward to those days and the non fiction submissions keep coming every day in any case you know yeah. and you be uh searching for that next best thing you want to take on so that keeps you going it's 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 that simple i don't want to complicate my life yeah but i actually wanted to ask you when you mentioned this why fiction only for 5 days and non fiction throughout the month I wanted to reduce the amount of fiction that I'm taking on because non-fiction is working better in the market, and uh, this we put into action just a couple of years back. Till then, uh, there was no such window on CIA's website. I will never count the number of submissions that come to me. It's just that what I want to read, I want to read, right? So you kind of you you, it's only human. What is humanly possible for you to not sp- spread yourself too thin? But yeah. give submission proper attention, 
what do you like to read as a you know not as a literary agent but just as a reader or as a person so when i'm in a mood to just kind of indulge myself and you know break away from anything and everything i go in for food narratives so i'll pick up a ruth one of ruth's books or i'll i don't know i just got i just ordered a couple of food books i'm actually reading something that's very interesting right now called nose dive field guide into the world of smells oh um read a lot of contemporary indian literature also because i do need to keep abreast with what's happening yeah so also so many of the authors are friends so you know nay kitab aati so very curious and even yeah. if i'm sending them but i mean you know so many people and they're precious to you so you pick up their books and you read them so yeah but i read a lot of non fiction as well you've also you know worked with some really big authors you know you've worked with like devdar patnayak aruna vasanha ashok fairy like gulzar So, what has that experience been like? And you know, do you have any sort of fun stories or anecdotes for me <laughs> and for our listeners? Well, it's been a joyride to work with all of them. Uh, each one of them has a different sensibility. Um, they've all become good friends, and some people—they're all people that I respect tremendously. not just for the work they're doing but as human beings yeah you know that's where i form my connection i miss those days when i used to fly to bombay and i'd probably sometimes go straight from the airport to devdutt's house and he's got a beautiful flat and we would sit in his balcony and have um makhan wala toast and chai like i just wanted <laughs> this with him and we'd sit and talk and he'd just what anything and everything and um even gulzar sahab i remember sitting in his office uh, which is in his home and uh, i have yet to come across someone like him i'm just um i guess spoke to him a couple of months back and uh, he said i can mujhe aapka okay आपकी मुस्कान सुनाई दे गई असर and i'm just i think it just keeps the family just keeps growing you know they are <laughs> yeah so you know in terms of like uh, publishing or literary agenting you know how has the pandemic affected that you know like like you said right in the past one year you've seen a lot more submissions but also you know what kind of submissions are you getting are you seeing are you getting a lot of like pandemic related stories or pandemic related submissions I did see a few. It's just that I didn't encourage them, so I think I don't know. Maybe word got around, and all that is not coming to me anymore. But uh, I saw equal amount of fiction and non-fiction coming in. Um, in fact, we had uh, we we signed on many more authors last year than we'd done ever before. 
like because i have this tremendous rejection rate um yeah i read somewhere that you only accept 3 to 4 uh manuscripts in a month not even that in a year <laughs> oh, i used to be that particular but last year i know just i i just found some very fresh energy and we took on a lot more authors where do you see the industry headed like this year or for the next 5 years so that everything that's happening what do you think next 5 years ka to pata nahi hai i'm thinking that the markets will open up in july and book sales will be back on because right now it's it's like virtually at a standstill yeah no books are being published those those that have been contracted for are, are being this thing but they're all working at half capacity so if let's say a publisher had about 10 books to get out in a month he's probably just taking out three or four or five not more and what about you what do you see you know in the future for you or for siahi i know again it's like the next five year question which you're like i don't know i don't know what is happening in the world i want to live in the moment frankly so i don't i don't know i just hope that siahi will keep growing uh, organically like we are growing organically but my yeah. bottom be that you know we've got to be there for our authors uh that cannot change even after 5 years so that remains constant yeah. and hopefully we'll get good books uh, coming by we're working a lot in the internet sector in the ott sector let's see we hope to see success there i think it's okay i think it's a, like if there is any time to not have a plan this is the time to not have a plan because that somebody asked me this 5 years back also i would have said the same thing no name alone yeah takes you as long as you're floating by you're managing to survive you're managing your uh, you know managing to stay afloat that's good yeah no i think it's like if that way is working for you then why not okay i have a couple of rapid fire questions for you mm-hmm. the first one is um What is a publishing myth that you would like to bust? That you can make a living out of your writing. Any funny incidents that you have come across as a literary agent where people don't know what a literary agent is or does? Shit, tons of them. <laughs> people still don't know. One piece of advice for writers who are trying to get their work published. Please read. and do your research it's very important to broaden your horizons to enter into different worlds or different books to find your voice to fire your imagination and also be refreshingly honest right from your heart for god's sake right from the pit of your stomach no i completely agree and like really thank you for this advice because i think for a lot of writers listening to this this will be sort of heartening in some way you know where it's like oh there's hope <laughs> in this potential and i will get published someday you have to have fun doing what you're doing even if you've just done 500 words please don't beat yourself up for it it's fine yeah definitely especially now right like during the pandemic and with everything that's happening it's okay if you're not able to write or difficult to focus right now and it's it's okay it's fine you're human Yeah. you know there are writers who write back to me saying oh we're working on the feedback how much time do i have i'm like take your time 
it's fine so they get kind of thrown off with that unko koi koi wo koi chabi wala khilona thodi hai ki bind karke aise thodi hota hai so yeah very true okay well thank you meeta so much for coming on to the book people and for talking to me about so many different things about <laughs> literary agencies i had so many questions and for answering all of them it was really really good talking to you i got talking to you too so that was meeta kapoor talking about how as an agent it's important to be a part of every aspect of your writer's life whether it's related to books or not and it's great that she's able to give writers some kind of feedback even if it's a rejection because as a writer i feel like that's something i really appreciate which is figuring out how i can improve or how i can make my writing better right and i also love that she doesn't like to make plans because i feel like that's how i am a little bit as well so this series is brought to you by bound a company that helps you tell your stories You can find us at Bound India on all our social platforms, and if you want to take a look at Meeta Kapoor's bookshelf that I referred to in the episode, then you should check out the video version of this series on our YouTube channel. And podcasting is honestly the next big thing that's happening here in India and all around the world. So if you want to start your podcast, DM us or email us at connectedboundindia.com about the podcast that you're trying to create. And if you want to know more about literary agents and the publishing world, then download our free industry research document. Again, the link for that is in the description below. Thanks for tuning into the book, people. I'm Ashwarya, and I'll be back next week with another guest and a new question to answer. Until then, keep reading.